Hi, I'm Pope Madden, writer-director of Obstacle Corps, and you're listening to the Russell Horror Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Horror. Greetings, viewers and listeners. Meet Hook Jim here, the Wrestle Horror Podcast. With me, as always, my co-host Donnie Hoover. Donnie, uh, you almost didn't make it on this show. What's uh, what's up with that, man? Yeah, I had to have emergency surgery on Tuesday uh, at the Buckeye game Saturday. And during halftime, my stomach started hurting real bad. And long story short, I ended up at the hospital on Monday and they took my appendix out on Tuesday. So I'm a little loopy and tender today. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Donnie. It wasn't Jason that took out your appendix, was it? No, that would have been awesome. I'd have loved that. <laughs> Joining us on this episode of the Russell Horror Podcast is Hope Madden, the writer and director of the movie Obstacle Corpse. Hope, welcome to the show. Thank you both so much for having me. I appreciate it. So let's uh, let, let's talk about your movie. T tell us a little bit about Obstacle Corpse. It's got a unique title and it's got me intrigued. <laughs> it is um, it's the story of a young woman who wants to convince her kind of survivalist father that she can in fact take care of herself and make it on her own. And uh, to do that, she um, accepts an invitation to one of those like sort of elite mutter style obstacle course races, foot races. Uh, and she convinces her best friend to go along with her. And then when they arrive, what they find is that um, she's kind of been duped. The, the people who run the race, one of the obstacles is in fact to kill another runner. So she's there being hunted and, and obviously has to find out if she does have what it takes to survive. Um, and I think the thing about it that maybe the synopsis doesn't give away so much is that it is a comedy. It's a very, very funny film. Okay, so it's like a, a dark comedy. It is. Okay. Actually, my producer, when he first read the script said that it felt to him like, um, uh, Battle Royale meets Caddyshack. <laughs> what a unique combination. <laughs> right? So uh, what inspired Obstacle Corpse? I mean, is there anything that really just drew you into to writing this film? Yes, actually. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, my husband runs races like this. And uh, some years ago, I was supposed to run one with him, would have been my first one. Uh, and I wound up in an orthotic boot and uh, wasn't able to, to participate. But I did go along and just sort of observe. And, and, and in a way, it was, um, it was better because I wasn't so preoccupied and nervous and, you know, just thinking about whether or not I I guess had the upper body strength to, um, to do these, I was paying close attention to what was going on. And one of the things I thought was interesting is that so many people show up in costume to run these races, which seems crazy to me because they're hard and you think you wouldn't want any impediments like a full Chewbacca suit, which happened. And I thought, you know, uh, usually you have to sort of jump over a pit of fire. And I thought that fur is going to go right up. Um, and then I think another thing about it was just the you know, the, the sort of, um, the, the particular type of competitiveness 
uh, and the the sort of raw raw and the speechifying and things. And also I'm afraid of the woods and these are always set in the woods. So all of this kind of came together in my head is this bizarre sociological experiment. And, and um, because I'm afraid of the woods, I think my mind was already at sort of a creepy place. So I kept seeing these obstacles and just envisioning doom. I'm like, oh my God, people are gonna die on this. And immediately I would picture how people died on these obstacles. And then I thought, well, I gotta write these down. <laughs> So, oh. so you had a vision as to what, how people are going to die. Um, are there any unique kills in this film? There are. You know, it's funny that you ask that. Uh, I wrote the script first, uh, obviously, but I, mean, I wrote the script uh, a, a while ago and submitted it to a, a lot of different film festivals. And one of the awards we won was Best Kill uh, for one of the one of the um, different murders. And it was actually, I mean, the, the film is very character driven. It's just actually, I think my favorite thing about the film itself is I really like these characters very much, but, um, but there are a lot of um, fun, maybe it's the wrong way, but ways to kill people on these obstacles. And I think that was part of the reason that, that it turned out um, to me to be such a fun and funny kind of a horror film because it's almost like, you know, Saw, they have those contraptions that are just waiting to kill you, you know, except that these, you know, once you see them, there's something so ironic about the idea. It's almost like when, when um, sort of playground, you know, rides will kill you or, or theme park rides. I mean, they're meant to be fun, you know, they're meant to be this fun adventure, but there is clear doom possible in each one of these. And I thought that was um, just an interesting thing to explore. So you've definitely got a twisted mind. <laughs> We're kind of people. <laughs> We're kind of people, definitely. I love <laughs> twisted mind. Uh, you know, I watch horror films and I'm always looking for that unique kill. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the most unique I've seen recently, uh, we actually had him on our show a few shows back, David Howard Thornton from uh, Terrifier. Sure. He played Art the Clown. Yeah. And uh, the, the hacksaw scene was just like. <laughs> you know, actually, it's funny. The, the, what that made me think of when I saw it was Bone Tomahawk and uh, a similar kind of. Did you see that one? I, which is just a mm -hmm. favorite of mine and a, a similar kind of dismemberment that went on in that, <laughs> in that film. It just came out of nowhere and you're like, oh, wow, this is a horror movie. <laughs> Donnie, I think you had, a, you had a question brewing there. Oh yeah, I, I was just going to uh, ask her a little bit about herself and uh, and you know, and ask a little bit about who, who Hope Madden is. And is this your first film that you've directed and written? Or because I know we met through a, a mutual friend, Jason Tostevin, that he has the uh, Nightmares Film Festival here in Columbus. And uh, so I was just curious if this was your first one or if you'd done any in the past. Uh, it, uh, Jason Tostevin is actually um, our producer. So that's very exciting. And he's a great filmmaker himself. He's made, yes. I don't know how many, uh, I mean, how, how many awards he's won for the different films that he's made. So we're, we're, we're so excited to have him kind of guiding us through this. It's our first feature. I've made three shorts uh, and they've all done pretty well for us, which, and, they, and, and it's, um, I would be afraid to tackle a feature without having some filmmaking, you know, sort of under my belt. And so that was a, that's been a great learning experience, the short films. One of the short films that, that we made 
um, is the proof of concept short obstacle corpse. So it's it's a little slice of the full feature. And and um, and that is actually doing really well for us as well. We're gonna screen it in two weeks at Screamfest in LA, which is exciting because we'll get to see it on the, the screen at the Grauman Chinese Theater there um, in Hollywood where they where they used to shoot the Oscars. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it will play at Nightmares Film Festival. And also after that, it's gonna play at the UK Film um, Festival, which is, we're excited about all of those those things. So, so we did um, make a handful of shorts um, sort of in preparation for this. Uh, and I've been writing scripts for maybe probably seven or eight years. So, um, you know, and, and I think that the, the feature length obstacle corpse script is easily my favorite one. It's just, it's, it's the one that I'm the most attached to and the most excited to see come to life. Um, beyond that though, I'm a film critic uh, here in Columbus and have been for decades. So, uh, you know, that has been kind of my film school. I watch 300 plus movies every year for review. And, and I have, I have a podcast called Fright Club, which is just horror films. We just talk about horror films. Nice. And, um, and it, one podcast a month, we record live at the Gateway Film Center. And what we do is show one of the films that we talk about. So, uh, you know, I'm a, a massive horror movie fan and aficionado and sort of obsessive watcher. So I think that has um, a massive impact, I think, on me as a filmmaker, because one of the things that I'm really aware of is doing something that I've already seen, you know, like I, that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to, I don't want to make a movie I have already seen. And so hopefully that's going to translate to something really fresh and interesting for other people as well. well Very cool. First of all, I've got to say, I can't believe you've been doing this for decades. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> don't look like you've been doing this for decades. <laughs> I have been. I, uh, I got my first published film review in uh, an independent weekly newspaper in Columbus uh, that's unfortunately defunct uh, in 2000, in the year 2000 with the other paper. So I have been consistently a film critic since then. Oh, that's just a couple of decades. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking decades. I'm thinking like 30, 40. It's like, no. <laughs> so uh, are you uh, doing this film yourself? I know you and your husband, George, you'd like to do things together as a partnership. And you said this movie was inspired by his his uh, passions of doing obstacle courses himself. Yeah. So do you guys, are you guys working together on this as a team or? We are, yes. It is a Mad Wolf production, and uh, and um, he is producing as he has on the three shorts as well. And and then he's also just really been a great partner all the way through. You know, reading, well, I don't know, thirty drafts of it at this point. <laughs> and um, and you know, uh, we went together to do the location scouting, which was um, fun and creepy because, of course, it's set in the woods primarily. And you know, he yeah, he's been a, a massive part of this from the very beginning. Very cool. So has, has all your locations been in the Columbus area? Yes, we're going to shoot at um, a, a handful of, of Columbus Central Park properties in Columbus, Ohio, and then we're going to shoot also in a wooded area in Logan. Nice. That'll be cool. I don't think I've ever met a horror fan that doesn't like the woods. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> unique. I mean, 
I say, I've, I've started writing a backstory for my wrestling character into a horror character. And, and that was like, my main premise was like, I love the woods. I love Jason. So, you know, my character's going to be in the woods. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's funny though, because I think, um, I have been asked actually when we shot the short and I, I got a little panicky. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why, why would you write a horror film in the woods? Because I think I write what scares me. Like, I think that's why it winds up being scary is because it scares me while I write it. So I don't suppose I have any choice, but to be in the woods. <laughs> so you're making that ultimate sacrifice for the movie. <laughs> that's actually a, a really good idea is to write what scares you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if it scares you, it scares other people. Hopefully. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose that's the idea. I don't suppose it's, it was a conscious decision, but it, I think that is how it translates. I mean, um, um, and I only really, when I write fiction, I really do only write horror. I've had people for years suggest maybe I could try something else. The truth is it just, it doesn't come out. You know, I mean, writing fiction, fictional material is, is tough. And I, I feel like self-censorship is the, the worst thing you can do, right? It just, you just shoot yourself in the foot right off the bat. You just have to go with what, whatever inspires you. And for whatever reason, it's what scares me. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, what, what scares you translates uh, and it makes it more believable because you're putting a little bit of your fear into what you're, what you're creating. Sure. Yeah. I also steal people. Um, um, I think I've done this for, you know, my whole life um, as opposed to like trying to create a character from just, you know, a blank. Um, what I found, I think too often is that when, when, when a writer does that, the characters all sound like the writer. They all behave like the writer. They like same sort of speak in the same sort of, sort of cadence. So I think the first thing I do is just collect interesting people that I know and drop them in horrible situations and see what they do. <laughs> um, and so that's fun and funny for me. But also I think it gives all of the characters uh, interesting personalities, like very real personalities. And they, they don't sound the same. They sound like unique human beings because that's what I've, what I've based them off of. Also, I feel like there are always people that I you know, love to one degree or another. One of the things that for me watching horror films, I don't like to root for somebody to die. I don't enjoy that. I don't, there's no cathartic, you know, moment for me when I've like picked off all these hateful characters. Um, horror films are a lot more meaningful to me when I honestly don't really want to see any of these people die. And, and for me to do that as a writer, I, it's important, I think. The only way I'm able to pull that off is if the characters are if I personally like these characters, if they mean something to me. Uh, and so, um, and so that's the other thing that I do. I just steal, I just steal people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? <laughs> now, what got you into horror? I mean, obviously there was something that triggered your love and passion for horror. So what, what was that? You know, I think, um, I, you know, when I was a, a kid, I was just afraid of everything. You know, I really was. I was afraid of, of everything. And I think um, to a certain degree, it, it gives you a, a sense of control over it. You know, because first of all, you're watching it, but it's not really happening. And so you, you can separate yourself a little bit from your fear. But the other thing is the more you watch, the more you can figure out what's going to happen before it happens. So I think when I was a kid, that had a lot to do with it. 
Uh, I think the bad side effect, though, is that I developed probably more fears than I had because, you know, horror <laughs> filmmakers introduced you to all kinds of stuff you didn't even know to be afraid of. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, go ahead, Donnie. Oh, I just say you try to use it as a desensitizing tool and ended up opening this portal of all kind of nastiness, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, though? How did you guys get, get into horror? Uh, me, I was, uh, mine was One Dark Night, an old film back in 1986, and I watched it. Uh, basically, my dad forced me to watch it. He took me to a movie theater and told me we were going to see a movie, like a comedy. And then once I got in line, I found out we was going to see a scary movie, and I threw a fit, and he just kind of like, you know, oh, and I was well, like 12 or 13 at the time. So, I was, yeah, and he was just like, oh, suck it up, you know, blah, 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 you'll be fine. And uh, so he kind of forced me to go in and watch the One Dark Night, and it was probably the best gift he ever gave me because when I left, when I left there, I was like hooked. I was like, that was amazing. I need to see another one, you know, and then I've just been hooked ever since, and then I saw – uh, Friday the 13th and uh, that was that was my end-all be-all so I've been a Jason fan ever since <laughs> nice now in my case I'm a dichotomy and I'll tell you why okay um, growing up I was terrified of horror films however from the age of four I got great joy from scaring the crap out of my mom <laughs> I loved Halloween Loved to dress up, couldn't watch a horror movie without being terrified. So bad that I, I sleep in my parents' room. I was so scared uh, up until my early teens. Uh, I just, I couldn't do it. You know, it was just really weird. And when I hit the age of 18, I, 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 a switch flipped. Huh. I mean, in high school, between the age of 16 and, you know, 18, I wouldn't even go watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show because of the word horror in it. Wow. <laughs> Did 2020 take its toll on your fitness? Well, body slam the pandemic and get back in shape with WrestleFit. This innovative program combines all the fitness regimens you'll need to reach your goals. The WrestleFit workout will bring strength training, cardio, and the world of professional wrestling together in a fun, new, and exciting way. Have yourself a blast working out with dumbbells, kettlebells, slam balls, ropes, tires, and an 18-foot full-size wrestling ring. The WrestleFit workout isn't just for pro wrestlers. The WrestleFit workout is for everybody. At the NOW Training Center, you can pursue your fitness goals and learn how to train like a professional wrestler without all the bumps, bruises, and slams with the WrestleFit workout. Go to www.newohiowrestling.com slash training for more information or stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, unit 6137. Um, but I don't know what that switch was, but at 18, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you're a man now, suck it up. <laughs> and I started watching horror films. And I watched horror films. And I, and I also did haunted houses. Um, you know, I, I did haunted houses at my home and I would scare people at my home and it just it became an obsession uh to where I spent 12 years as a professional haunted house actor wow um I just recently retired 
uh, after I, I grew up in Florida and that's where I scared a lot of people, but I didn't get <laughs> professional until I came up to Ohio and I worked places like Kings Island's Halloween Haunt. I worked at the Dent Schoolhouse. Uh, I've worked at national haunts like uh, Netherworld, um, the Scaratorium, uh, Indy Screen Park. Uh, there's a whole slew of haunts I've worked at. And when I first, the first time I, I scared somebody and realized I was getting paid, it was like, hey, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just took off from there. And I can't go through a Halloween season without scaring the crap out of somebody. And even though I'm retired, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get out there at least once this season and go scare somebody. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love the, the adrenaline rush from scaring somebody is a high. It's a natural high that I absolutely love. And I've taught people how to do this. And I've met people that are so passionate about it. And I, I can't believe that as a kid, I could not stand to watch a horror film. <laughs> but now horror films to me, I watch them. It's like, okay, scare me. <laughs> Yep. And to touch back on that Rocky Horror Picture Show thing, you've since then have played almost every character in that film, ain't you? Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're going to bring that up now. <laughs> I didn't say they were good. I just said you played them. <laughs> well, uh, I will say that in my uh, 20s and 30s, um, we used to have a shadow cast that did the, the performance with the movie. And I have played every single character, including Frank. Now, bear in mind right now, I'm six foot four. Oh, okay. Uh, at the time, I was a lot lighter than I am now. <laughs> um, and I learned how to walk in size 13 high heels. All right. But my primary character was Eddie. Okay. And I was even fortunate enough to meet Meatloaf. Wow. Time. And we talked about it, and he thought it was really cool. <laughs> Autograph says, to Jim, comma, Eddie nice rock on meatloaf so <laughs> I, did that for I did that for 10 or 11 years um that sounds like an incredibly fun time it was <laughs> it was and i i i you know i miss it sometimes but it was it's all part of a formative thing for me as far as horror goes even though it was a comedy it has really boosted me into the performance arena yeah it's a great one i mean that was one of the first you know, obsessive rewatches for me as a kid. It was something that I'm the youngest, I have a twin sister, we're the youngest of six. And the older four siblings actually quite a bit older than we are. My oldest brother is 18 years older than I am. So, you know, they would talk about things that we were just never gonna be allowed to see. And Rocky Horror was one of those things. And from the time I was very young, I mean, that was like an obsession of ours, my twin sister and me. So the, the first time we got to see it live, we actually were in Philadelphia visiting family and saw it. Um, uh, and then just, we would, I mean, we would, we're, I'm from Tiffin originally, but we would drive like an hour to Toledo if it was going to play at Toledo University. I mean, we would drive all over the state just to get a chance to see it. So when I moved to Columbus, when I went to college, um, it, it used to show at the Graceland Theater on North High Street and we'd go every weekend. So and I, I have probably, I've probably seen it live, uh, you know, a couple of, dozen times obviously not as many times as you have but and then of course you know and and I remember I remember when they first released it um to probably VHS I suppose at the time being disappointed that they were going to like this is just and of course I got it 
and watched it. And I thought, no, you know what? This is actually a lot of fun to watch at my house. Like it's just, it's a nearly perfect movie. And Tim Curry is perfect in that movie. He's perfect. It actually upsets me sometimes that he wasn't even considered for an Oscar because that is a perfect performance. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I will tell you that that remake they did a few years back, no. Was it like Glee? Was it like a TV show remade it? So Glee did it, but there was the actual remake. That, oh, had, that was on TV as well, though, right? It had Laverne Cox as Frank. Yep, I think I do remember that. Horrible. That's too bad. You cannot make, you can't fix perfection, and that's what Rocky Horror was. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I watched that remake once, never again. <laughs> I'm a purist. Tim Curry was perfect. Yeah, I've got the the Broadway and the um, the Roxy recordings as well. Nice. Where it's Tim Curry, uh, he is the only Frank that makes sense. Uh, Except you, of course. Go oh, out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even digress to him. I mean, <laughs> that was uh, it wasn't easy to walk around in those heels for two hours. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> got to do it walking heels and not many men can say that no <laughs> i sure can't <laughs> and and i couldn't get the 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 chunky heels that he wore sure i was wearing spike heels wow wow yeah his were very 70s they were very 70s those shoes <laughs> i could not get those i was in spike heels which makes it even harder i bet um but uh and my, my legs knew about it afterwards. <laughs> but it was so much fun, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> and now a bunch of my listeners are going, Jim, you're a freak. <laughs> well, they've already known that. <laughs> I bet they knew. <laughs> I never claim to be normal. I will never claim to be normal. Oh, normal's boring. <laughs> <laughs> so do you go to haunted houses and stuff, too, or are you just strictly horror films? <laughs> been to a haunted house in quite a while but yes i um I, I do i enjoy them we went to um uh the big uh, orlando theme park why can i not think of it haunted house universals universal a couple mm -hmm. of years ago um and and that was a, a lot of fun that was that was really a lot of fun just to have such a a massive scale in all of those parks it was it, it was the year that ash versus the evil dead was on tv so they had an evil dead one of their houses that was super cool. I'm a massive Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead fan. They had a Shining, that was very very fun as well. So that I mean that was that was a cool thing to do. And um, and then we would go for I mean every every year for years we went to Cedar Point for uh, in the Halloween season to to go through their you know haunted park. Um, and and that's always a lot of fun too. So yeah, I mean, I enjoy them. I've never even considered performing in one. I'm not really a performer, but yeah. I do like going, participating. Well, I was speaking of Cedar Point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I plan on going up there again this year for Halloween Haunt uh, because there is a musical group out there called Midnight Syndicate. Okay. Uh, and they produce Halloween themed music and they've got like, they've been doing this for 20 years. They've got 20 something albums and that what they produce is called what the, is a theater of the mind. 
if you sit down and listen to their soundtracks, you can play a movie in your head. Nice. And for the longest time, they did not perform live until about five years ago. Oh. And they do it at Cedar Point. Wow. And they're doing it at Cedar Point again this year. After They didn't do it during the pandemic, but this year they're doing it again, and the show is called Conspiracy of Shadows. Ooh, it's a good name. It is, and I'm I'm friends with both Ed and Gavin, who are, are who are Midnight Syndicate. And if, if you get an opportunity to go up there and see the show, it is well worth it. It's it's free with park admission. And it's probably about a thirty minute show, um, and it incorporates their music, it incorporates video, and it incorporates live action all into the show. That sounds awesome. It is, it is amazing. Uh, I've seen a couple of their previous shows. I've seen two of their previous shows. And I'm looking forward to seeing this one because I haven't seen Conspiracy of Shadows yet. Well, we usually did, we usually do get up there um, for their, their Halloween season. So we'll uh, I'll have to keep that in mind, try to, try to hit one of those shows. It'll be at the Jack Aldrich Theater okay. on Fridays and Saturdays. Are they well, there the whole season? Yep. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's well worth well worth sitting down and watching the show. Nice. Um, and their their music is amazing because they just it's gothic. Some of it's gothic. Some of it's you know they do things from from gothic to like circus uh, to uh, Universal Monsters and things like that. Their music is unique and amazing sold i'm sold <laughs> go see it <laughs> now if i could pick your brain for a second here because we like to try to pull out nuggets of information from people and you know just for live for the listeners out there and uh being that you know, like for, since you're on the director side of it what would be like some tips uh, for uh, if you if somebody I wanted to be a director, like what would be some do's and don'ts and uh, stuff like that? Maybe some one one tips, I guess. Wow. Well, I think, uh, you know, for me, um, the, the biggest thing is the script, just to make sure that you, you know, because you have to live with it for a long time. You have to live with this exact story for a very long time. And so I think that's that's the biggest thing is to 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 know that you love this story, you love the script. Um, and then another thing for me is to um, I have to I know the characters backwards and forwards because in in each of the cases, in my case, I've I've written the script, so I already know what I expect these people, how I expect them to behave. Uh, as I said, not just because I wrote it, because I already know the people they're based on. So, right. and uh, I have I've learned uh, over you know now a, a couple of <laughs> of these that I need to be really clear in communicating that with actors. Like I can't expect an actor to to I mean to 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 see what I see when they read a script. And and I think that it took me a couple of films to really get that through my head, that I need to, to take the time to make sure that the actors see things um, as clearly as I would like them to see. On the other hand, I think my favorite thing about directing, because I've been a writer for a very long time and it's a very solitary 
um, experience, which is fine. I'm fine with that. I enjoy it. But um, the first time I, I wrote something and we made it, like I made it with a team of people, it was so different than what I had written. It was so different than how I had seen it because it wasn't just my perspective anymore. Like somebody else had their thoughts on it. And you know what I mean? The cinema. And um, God, there was something so magical about that, about, about taking something that I had written and seeing how it comes to life on other. And so, so I think that would be the other thing, especially if you're new, if you're new to filmmaking, you can be very nervous, I think, about losing track of your vision or really just about keeping track of what it is you are trying to accomplish, you know? And so that's the other thing I would encourage is just sort of taking a breath and taking a second and allowing other people to influence this piece of art. Oh, very cool. Very great advice. Now, we know for uh, Obstacle Corpses, that you're, that's the one you're working on now. You have a, an Indiegogo um, established for that. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Maybe some perks or something that people can get? Yeah, thank you, actually. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. We do have an Indiegogo. Um, it is, uh, if, you, if you search Indiegogo uh, if under Obstacle Corpse, that will come up. You can also find it um, on Twitter, Obstacle Corpse. X is our Twitter handle and it's the pinned tweet or on Facebook at Obstacle Corpse Film. It is the, the pinned post there. Um, and one of the things that you'll get are regular updates. Uh, our super exciting update this week is that this um, practical makeup effects master named David Greathouse has committed to doing the practical effects makeup for the film. He did, for example, Tusk, right? Kevin Smith's Tusk. Uh, he did The Killing of a Sacred Deer. He did all the way back to um, Return of the Living Dead 3. Remember the one with the, the woman zombie with all the spikes and things? I mean, he's just, it's, you know, and he works a lot with Lucky McKee, so like the woman and all cheerleaders die. I mean, he's just, it's the, just the level of work is astonishing. And we're incredibly excited that he has agreed to, um, to handle our effects, to sort of be the lead, run lead there. Um, and um, we do have some really cool perks. We have, you know, so we have some perks that are kind of related to the film itself. You can get a sweat, a rest, wristband, a headband, the t-shirt, sort of, you can get a race bib, fit yourself for a whole uh, running event if you'd like. Um, and then you can also, we have other ones that are um, more involved in, in the, you know, the film itself, uh, that we have a screening party that you can come to. We have, um, you can, you can uh, help to pay for a kill. One of our one of our kills, and we'll actually you know name the kill after you and and send some snapshots to to prove that that we're dedicating this kill to you each day. So we do have actually a lot of really cool perks uh, at the Indiegogo. So I hope you will give it a give it a look. Awesome. Well, I will say that I'm familiar with David Greathouse's work, so you've got you're in good hands with his makeup effects. Yeah. He, he's made his rounds in the haunted house industry and uh like i said I, i've heard a lot a lot about his work so yes yeah he has actually he uh some years ago he made he you know directed a documentary about haunts which was fascinating you know i mean it's and it, you can tell from the film itself um the respect that he has for that that art you know i mean i, I think a lot of people don't don't see it don't know how complicated and also passionate you know that whole area is and and i think he really brought that out in, in that film well, I, 
can't wait to see the finished product. Thank I, you. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think it's time for the question now? I think you should pop the question. All right. <laughs> All right. Got the question for you here. We ask everybody that we interview on the podcast. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. We just like to get inside the mind of our guests and see if they're as twisted as we are, which most of them are. <laughs> so that question is, and it's ironic because you're directing a horror film. The question is, you are the main serial killer in your own horror film. Okay. What is your go-to kill? Wow. Wow. What is my go-to kill? Um, <laughs> something where I, I like to see a good head explosion, you know, um, like the story of Ricky. Like I like to see a good head explosion. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, something where I could really, where I could really do that, just like, you know, like uh, smash somebody's head against the wall with a big, I don't know, big piece of wood or something, something with a good head explosion. That's where I would go for. It would be a mess though. <laughs> head uh, explosion. That's a new one. That's <laughs> obvious. <laughs> that is absolutely. You know, we've never had a duplicate answer and that is one of the more unique answers we've had so far. <laughs> I'm a big Cronenberg fan, so maybe that had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, a little, little scanners influence there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, I, I I always get amazed at how different people want to kill people. It's just <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah. And we've been, you know, we've been Donnie and I have been doing this for over two years now, and we've been asking this question since what about our 50th episode mm -hmm. yeah we're about 50 or 60 questions in probably <laughs> uh it just i love hearing all the different ways that people want to kill somebody and <laughs> it's fun it yeah. is i still think my favorite one is the where the guest said that they wanted to throw somebody off the top of a building and then have super speed and race down to the bottom. And then before they hit the ground, they run them over with a truck or a bus. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, who thinks of that? <laughs> like, Twisted minds. Right. Our people. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've already covered uh, all your uh, information as far as how people can find out, but let's, let's, let's throw it out there again. So I'll, so people can find out more about Obstacle Corps. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, we are on uh, Facebook at Obstacle Corps Film. We're also on Instagram at Obstacle Corps Film and on Twitter at Obstacle Corps X. Perfect. And uh, how long is the Indiegogo going on for? Is it? Uh, to the first week of November. Okay. So the best way to celebrate spooky season, I think. Absolutely. And people should get out there and, and, and help out this, this film because I want to see it. Intrigue. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so get out there, donate, buy some merch. That's right. Help, help Pope out here because we want to see Obstacle Corpse. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, Hope, you know, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on Wrestle Horror. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing more about Obstacle Corpse as it gets closer to fruition. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. This has been really fun. 
Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for having me. It has been a blast. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. So for myself, Meat Hook Jim, my co-host, <laughs> Donnie Hoover, and our special guest, Hope Madden, writer, director, jack of all trades for <laughs> Obstacle Corps. Extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> is Wrestle Horror Podcast and we will catch you on the next episode. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets facebook.com backslash Wrestle Horror Instagram at Wrestle Horror Twitter at Wrestle Horror on YouTube at the Wrestle Horror channel and you can also find us on our website www.wrestlehorror.com